Welcome back to The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. Lately, we've been spending a lot of time with police officers from around the country trying to get a closer look at the lives of the men and women working as cops during a time of protest and media scrutiny. It's all part of our series to serve and protect life behind the blue line. There is a war being waged on our police officers. There's an oppressive force in the way that criminal justice engages with black bodies. And it becomes unrepairable. It doesn't take a lot for things to spiral out of control. Put their minds somewhat at ease when they're out here on the streets and not be so aggressive because they're supposed to protect and serve not kill us all. They want to invite for coffee and dinner. People who tweet out support of convicted cop killers. Most of you guys don't know what it's like to be followed in the store for no reason, to be stopped and pulled over for no reason. It's simply not going to end. Today we go to St. Louis, right next door to Ferguson, Missouri, St. Louis, in many ways, has come to symbolize the nation's troubled relationship between police officers and the communities they serve. My name is Heather Taylor. I'm a sergeant with the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. I've been an officer for 17 years. I wanted to be a police officer my entire life. I always loved the uniform. I always loved my connections that I had when I met police officers. I'm currently the president of the Ethical Society of Police. The purpose of the Ethical Society of Police is for us to bridge the gap uh, with communication between the police department and the community. There is a large disconnect throughout the country between the community and officers. Um, Our community, they don't really know what we do internally, and we haven't done a good job with connecting to them. My relationship with the community that I serve, I think it's uh, stellar. It's pretty good. I'm often contacted via email and phone calls at work in regards to what I do, you know, what I, my connections as a homicide sergeant. I think I have a level of empathy that people see that's honest and open, and I'm not afraid to admit um, when our police department is wrong or when I'm wrong. St. Louis represents, the, you know, how it is, you know, just about everywhere. The lack of communication consistently with community outreach, with community-oriented policing, it's very strained. We were formed because of racism internally. And you have to understand that the conflicts that you have internally can then become external. Ultimately, the divide is there, and you have this strained relationship, and you disconnect on things that should be something that we should be able to come together for, like, crime. You know, a lot of times people are afraid to reach out to us as officers because they don't trust us. You know, I've also had an aunt who was killed by law enforcement in 1992. And I understand the pain and the anguish that goes with that, not knowing and waiting for the facts to come out and not receiving information right away. So when we create our community outreach and organizational um, division, it's sometimes difficult because you've had systemically over time, you've had issues with police and the community. That level is passed down to generation to generation and that disconnect just remains. My attitudes about policing have changed a lot, not from the standpoint of being vocal and standing up for what I feel is right. However, I'm not as green and blind to things that are happening around me. I remember as a young officer, I was told I wouldn't get a job because they already had a black female. They didn't need another. You know, I knew it was wrong, but I I took it and it 
something that I shouldn't have at the time. I remember when I probably had seven years on the department, I stood up for something. I um, filed a complaint against a supervisor, took some heat for it. But as I've progressed in my career, I've been consistent with standing up and trying to do what was right. What happens is that being an African-American and a female, I am looked at as a role model for a lot of women on this department of all races because it's very difficult. I'm the first female sergeant to ever be assigned to homicide. And people look at that as something as accomplishment. And I look at it as sad. We have a lot of qualified women, both African-American and of all races, that are sergeants that can do this job. And a lot of times things out of our control prevent us from succeeding um, within this male-dominated environment. But I have seen that there are some things and some people within law enforcement uh, that won't ever change their views, you know, on uh, both black and white. And a lot of times the good old boys network is in existence in the old school ways of policing. Let's go out and arrest everyone. Let's get them. Let's lock them up. And as my career has progressed, that hasn't worked. We've been locking up people for for decades and we are still the most violent city in this in the country. So my my philosophies have changed towards, you know, yes, I love community oriented policing then, but I understand it more. I've educated myself about it more in understanding that you can't solve crime without your community. When you have more crime, you have more calls for service. And when you have more violent crime, it takes up more manpower. We are overwhelmed with calls for service for violent crime, gun related crime. It takes your toll. We're expecting our officers to go from, oh, I I just had a kid shot that I carried into the hospital. That I'm going cold and carrying to the hospital. And you're expecting that same officer to then in turn go back on the street and handle a burglary. The mental strain and the mental toll is there. There is a correlation to how we behave sometimes, the stress level and how quick tempered some officers can be. My job is to be a police officer and to be fair to everyone, regardless of whether I agree with their religion or not, whether I agree with their stance on something or not. And you have to push that forward with your officers. You know, as a detective sergeant, uh, that's what I do. We have to have supervisors push that, that do your job, that that's it. You know, your personal opinion while you're at work is not um, to come into play like that. And it's ultimately up to that supervisor and having them trained and being consistent with that. Just do your job and be committed to doing your job. That was Sergeant Heather Taylor of the Metropolitan St. Louis Police Department talking to us in her role as a member of the Ethical Society of Police. And we've been getting lots of your reactions to the state of policing today. My name is Rich Pinker. I'm calling from Oakland, California. Coming from an urban background and going to school in a suburban area, I always felt that cops were a threat to me in those urban areas. And in the suburban areas, not so much because you saw officers on foot walking and talking and interacting with the community. Hi, my name is Joel from New Jersey. I'm a current police officer in New Jersey, and one thing people don't understand is that police officers deal with people at their worst moments, day in and day out. Hi, I'm Lakeisha from Vallejo, and I think we do put a lot of pressure on the police 
from my point of view, from my community, a lot of people do not really like police. But then on the flip side, I have a father who is in law enforcement and he was a very upstanding person. It kind of makes me think, you know, if you want to fix something or make something better, you need to join it instead of resist. Because how can the police culture change if the people who live in those communities do not work for those communities? And it would make me feel a lot more comfortable to know that the person protecting these streets, children also lives on them. You're giving us your voice on the state of policing in your community and the state of policing across America. You can always call us at 8778-MY-TAKE or head to our Facebook page. And don't forget, you can check out the entire series to serve and protect. It's on our website at thetakeaway.org slash police. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm Todd Zwillick. This is The Takeaway.